Hey, my loves. So I'm here to tell you guys tonight that some of your favorite Disney decoms are bad. That's what I said. Some of your favorite Disney Channel original movies are bad. And you guys, I really want to, I'm going to do this extensively, like over the next couple of like months, weeks, months, years. Um, but right now I'm just going to talk about a few of them. If there are more, I will get into those eventually. I will watch those. Um, cause I've seen quite a bit of decoms in my life. I haven't seen like many, well, I haven't seen all of the new ones, but I've seen basically all of the old ones. Like I'm talking about the old, old ones. I'm ready to run and all those movies as well. So girl, yeah, I would say I stopped watching them like extensively, um, probably around, how to build a better boy or zapped whichever one came i think those are were the same year like around that time and i'm not like well actually that's not like extensively i stopped watching them but i still did watch like descendants one two and three i did see zombies two which i think came out like last year some junk so i have seen a few new ones oh i did watch the one on disney plus as well that magic school one which was cute i have thoughts on that one but it was killed it was killed so anyway let's talk about some disney decoms that were bad. I'm not going to give a specific number. I've done this on my Facebook before. So if y'all have me on Facebook, then you've basically heard this. But for those of you who are new here, um, first of all, maybe you should subscribe to the channel. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you should, you know, be a part of it, you know, be a part of the channel, watch it grow, all that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Let, let's do that. Let's do that. If you have, if you listen to a few of my podcast episodes, you know, this is the place to be. It's the place to be. Especially if you like Disney and you like old school, like 90s, 80s stuff. I'm your man. I'm going to talk about other stuff too. Like I'm going to talk about things from like earlier generations because I'm, you know, a nerd like that. And I love like my Disney and my, you know, my comic books and stuff. And I want to talk about stuff, you know, actors and stuff who are relevant in the 40s, 50s and 60s and 70s even um, because we got a lot to talk about. I really want to get into the original Mickey Mouse Club and get into the one from the 70s because honestly, you guys, I I grew up with both of those. I grew up, you know, with Disney Channel going off at like 9, 10 o'clock at night, maybe 10 o'clock, 10, 11, going off and they would play the older shows. So like Zorro and Mickey Mouse Club. Well, eventually at some point in like my, I want to say I was like eight or nine, maybe a little bit older, actually, maybe like 10, um, where Disney Channel was like, you know what? We played all of the old like 1950s uh, Mickey Mouse Club episodes. So we're just going to show some of the 70s stuff. And one night, like out of nowhere, I thought I was going to watch like, you know, one another like 50s rerun of the Mickey Mouse Club. And I saw the 70s one. They played like a, a, you know, episode of the 70s and it blew my synthetic all the way off because I had no idea, no idea that Disney Channel ever had, like Disney ever had a 70s Mickey Mouse Club. Again, I was like nine, 10 years old. So I did not know these things. And I was surprised. It was so crazy to me because I grew up with like, you know, MMC, but it was crazy to me to see like, you know, a little black boy and a little black girl from like 70s Mickey Mouse Club. I was like, what? That's crazy. Because again, I grew up with, you know, the 90s, 80s, 90s version. And then I grew up with the 1950s version. And there were no people of color on that show. Like not at all. Like, I mean, there could have been like maybe a light skinned, you know, Latino, Hispanic character. I don't, I'm not aware of that, but there could have been. And because it was in black and white, how the hell would we know sometimes? Okay. Um, But I, you know, I just... I, I didn't see anybody. Everybody looks very Caucasian, which is not a problem. 
I'm not saying nothing about y'all, but you know, that's what I saw. And so when I saw like the little seventies one and I saw a little black boy and a little black girl, I was like, what is going on? And I believe there was an Asian child on there too. There might've been two actually. Um, so I was like, what is going on? Like Disney was doing some stuff back in the day. This is cool. I, I'd never seen them or heard of them before ever. Um, so it was really cool to see that, like that representation on there. And then like, I, I watched this, this thing, um, about the, the first male black musketeer, um, on this like Mickey Mouse Club special. And he wrote a book about, you know, his life and what he went through and, you know, how happy he was to be that first black child to put on those magic mouse ears, you know? And it was crazy because, you know, like I said, growing up for me, that was a part of my, my norm. But I couldn't imagine like, you know, someone growing up, you know, before my dad, my dad's time and a little after my dad's time who putting on those ears meant something kind of extraordinary because not a lot of people got to do those kind of things. So that was very, very cool. It meant a lot to me to hear his story and his testimony on that basically. Okay. Now that all that's out of the way, we are going to talk about Disney decom, some bad ones over the years. And y'all, this is going to be a conversation. It's going to be a conversation. Some of y'all might be mad at me. Some of y'all might have some thoughts and be like, no, you are wrong about this. Da, 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 da. That's my fave. You will not come for my fave. I'm coming for your fave tonight. Possibly. Maybe not. Who knows? Because um, to me, these ones are pretty bad. And if they're your favorites, girl, um, your taste buds, <laughs> your taste, sis. I go get that scene. Get that checked out. Anyway, so let's start off with a baddie. Okay, I want to start off with Miss Radio Rebel. Miss Radio Rebel, you are coming down to the carpet. Okay, you are coming down to the carpet, Miss Radio Rebel. We need to talk. We need to talk. If y'all have not seen Radio Rebel, it's starring Debbie Ryan. Now, listen, I like Debbie Ryan. I think she's got talent. Um, I, I would assume much more now that she's grown and she's off of Disney. Not saying that Disney made, you know, was the reason. Not at all. Um, I'm saying that, you know, Disney was one of her first, if not her first gig. So there was a lot of green going on. You know, it happens. It happens with a lot of people. And like, I just didn't vibe with Bailey from uh, Sweet Life on Deck. First of all, I really didn't vibe with that show, period. Like, it was a little after my time. It was cute. I watched a little bit of it, you know, because it was a continuation of Zach and Cody. And I was like, this is cute, I guess, whatever. Um... But Bailey just got on my nerves because she was like very like, I'm a farm girl. I think that's what she was. Yeah, she's like back on the farm, back on the farm. Like, we get it. We get it. Like, you know, like, you know, those kids comedy shows have to not even just kids comedy, sometimes adults, but have to like drive it home that this person is from a specific place, you know, kind of like how like Golden Girls with Rose from St. Olaf, St. Olaf. However, St. Olaf was that was cute <laughs> in comparison to these, you know, the whole like being on the farm thing. It just was we, don't, we know you're a farm girl, whatever, Bailey, who cares? But that was kind of it, you know? And then she did uh, Radio Rebel, or I'm sorry, she did 16 Wishes, which I love 16 Wishes. I really do like that movie. I don't know, like, I haven't watched it in years, so maybe I'll go back and maybe I won't like it. <laughs> who knows? But I liked that movie. Um, she did the show Jesse with Cameron Boyce, who, sadly, I think his birthday just passed, either that or he, like, I think, yeah, his birthday just passed, so, um, RIP to him. I loved Cameron Boyce, um, loved him so much. But anyway, he was on the show Jesse with her. And, you know, that show, I never really got into Jesse. But again, that was a little after my time on, D- on Disney Channel. Like, 
it was after my time really getting into those kind of shows and stuff. I just, I really couldn't with Jesse. And again, Debbie Ryan's, she just wasn't for me. She was, it's very hit or miss with Debbie Ryan. Well, anyway, she did this film called Radio Rebel. And you guys, guys, you guys, when I first saw this movie, I actually think I liked it. I think I did. Like, I thought it was cute for her. It was a cute role for her. But recently, like in the last couple of years, it's, it's been like, like, it's resurfaced and a lot of people say it's very cringy and I was like no not the radio rebel I liked no way girl I went back and watched that movie and I was like you know what never mind I take it all back I take it all back the cringe was there and I missed it how I don't know but I missed it I think for me the reason why I liked it when I first saw it not that I hate it I don't hate it now I've seen it a few times actually now because of the cringe but no I think for me, the reason why I liked it initially was because it was so different from her other roles. She wasn't this annoying farm girl. She wasn't Jessie from that show. She just was different. And I, and I was like, this is cute. I, I can get into this, sort of. Um, sort of. That's, that's you know, because even back then, I didn't love it. I just thought it was cute. And I remember the video for We Got the Beat, and I loved that song, like her version of that. So I was a, I'm a Disney kid, okay? When you're a Disney kid, you like things that aren't necessarily good. Even if you're a Nickelodeon kid or a Cartoon Network kid, sometimes you just like things that are not necessarily good. Like, you'll look back later and go, I liked this? What was I thinking? But real talk, anytime that song comes on, you know, because I put it on, because let's face it, it ain't playing nowhere. <laughs> I'll dance to it. Shut up. And also, Allison Stoner was in that video. I think she did the choreography for the video. She was from Camp Rock. So I was like, she's randomly in this video. She's definitely not in the movie, but whatever. So anyway, um, quick synopsis of the movie, then we'll move on. So the movie is about a girl named, you know what? I, Tara, is Tara her name? I feel like it's Tara. Sure, I'm very bad with names, you guys. No, but I really am. Like, I just, I don't care enough. But <laughs> I'm bad with names. But yeah, I think her name is Tara in this movie. So anyway, she plays a girl named Tara, who's very, very shy in school. And, but she has like a really good ear for music or whatever. And her school's very like, you know, everybody has to be this certain type of way. There's, you know, obviously there's a class system and she's kind of one of the freaks. So her dad, her stepdad works at this record company. And, you know, she, she has this, 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 show this podcast whatever whatever called radio rebel and you know it's she disguises herself when she's on this podcast this radio show of her own she's able to be whoever she wants to be and people at school love her like they're they're like obsessed with radio rebel and so you know obviously the popular girl in school doesn't like her but there's a popular guy who's in a band that that you know thinks she's whatever and she really likes him and she has to keep it a secret from everybody that she is Radio Rebel. She eventually tells her best friend that she's Radio Rebel and they have the secret together. And eventually, secret gets out. And, you know, Radio Rebel gets challenged by the principal and, you know, other people in her life. So she has to kind of, like, really find who the real her is. She's very, like, to herself and awkward. She's not outspoken. And it's just a very painful movie to watch sometimes. Debbie Ryan has these facial expressions she makes. And I'm just like, that's that's just... That's just that, that you know, no. But that movie is very cringe. It's cute, but it's cringe. Okay. <laughs> watch it. Watch that movie. No, but like, but like, watch it. Okay. Next, let's get into, oh my goodness. I have so many that I'm thinking of right now. I'm like, oh, that's bad. Um, I'm going to get into, I think it's called Twas the Night. Um, 
I remember very little about that film. I've seen it more than once. And I remember the Christmas, com- like the commercials for that movie would come on a lot. And I would be like, oh, that movie was so, ugh. So that movie, it stars um, the guy from Breaking Bad. That's all I can tell you. I think he's also from like Malcolm in the Middle, the father, him. He's, his name is Nick. He's playing this guy named Uncle Nick. His name is Nick, but he's the kid's uncle. And they always call him Uncle Nick. He's this like naughty guy who's always, he's always on Santa's naughty list or whatever. And he's always looking for like a big score. He's kind of a deadbeat uncle, whatever. So he's got this nephew. Uh, he's got these like three, I think three, like, like, you know, uh, nieces and nephews, you know, two boys, one girl, I think. And, um, you know, there's an older boy who takes after him. He wants to be just like his uncle Nick. And the dad's like, you need to stop being like your uncle. Your uncle's trash, blah, 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 which he is kind of is. And the kid like idolizes him. And then he has, I think, a little brother and a little sister who are like, I think the little sister's like sort of an overachiever. And then the little brother is just kind of like, he wants to be like his big brother, but he knows his big brother's trying to be like his uncle. And he knows that's a no-go. Anyway, so somehow something gets stolen from Santa I think I'm not quite sure about the details of this film anymore and somehow the 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 little siblings and I think the elves and Santa go after Nick and the oh he takes Santa's like like little magic thing that I think shrinks things it shrinks it down to size and you're able to like you know take it or whatever and so he ends up taking Santa's little shrinker thing and he starts stealing people's stuff Uncle Nick him and the nephew go out like on this kind of spree to get people presents he thinks he's doing the right thing he's really not and the nephew finds out like oh my god you're this bad person blah blah blah. it's just it's not a good movie it's not even that it's cringe or anything it's just it wasn't a good movie to me like it was just like I don't know like Disney does and I've said this in my my other videos so again if you guys have if you guys have me on Facebook or whatever and you you have seen this then it's just a whole bunch of like you know me just regurgitation basically but if you haven't seen these things whatever and you do have me on social media on other platforms like facebook that's a problem sis we need to be talking anyway um so if you're new here hi i'm I'm glad you're listening anyway so yeah it's it's disney has this way of making some really good halloween films some really good halloween films like i like twitches i like twitches too i love the halloween town series mostly um I liked, there were a few other films too that were really good. I just can't think of like coming to my head that, that, oh, don't, don't look under the bed, which is not really Halloween, but it kind of is like they did some really, and obviously the show's so weird. They did some really good stuff on Disney channel, but when it comes to the Christmas stuff, most of the Christmas movies are kind of a snooze fest. I don't think I have very many Christmas films that I'm like Disney channel Christmas films that I'm into. Cause let's face it, the Santa Claus, at least the first one bomb.com that's how you do a christmas movie disney that's how you do it that first one was good i can't speak like the second one was cute if i remember it correctly the third one girl i have it but i i haven't watched it in years and i don't plan on it i just really don't um and then there's like like the snow puppy movies i'm watching that crap i'm not doing that but you know what i'm saying like enchanted christmas beauty and the beast was cute so they do cute work for christmas but <clears throat> It's just, it ain't, you know, the Christmas films sometimes can be, like, hit or miss. So, anyway, so that's another one. Um, Yeah, it's a movie. Let's move on. We're gonna go... (laughs) Oh, my goodness. We're gonna go into... I'm doing it. I don't care. Let's just do this. Um, I think next... I was gonna do something else, but I'm gonna save that one. I think next we're gonna go into the ultimate Christmas present, Keeping in the Spirit of Christmas. So, yeah, another film that I was kind of like, this movie is just... A movie um ultimate christmas present is 
see if I remember. It's about a girl, I think, and like a girl and her best friend, and I think they end up stealing like Santa's weather machine to like make it snow in their hometown or some junk like that happens. And now Santa has to go get his weather machine, otherwise he can't deliver presents or some junk. And I think Brenda Song is in this movie, and it's just it's she's not the main character, she but she's in it, and it's just it's by the way, shout out to Brenda's song for being in so many movies. I even think Spencer Breslin is in this movie. I think he plays the, the main girl's like little brother. And he's just annoying in this as well. Like I, I if if that's him, whoever the little brother was was annoying. So yeah, it's it's just another one of those movies. Um I can't like I said, I can't really tell you too much about it because I stopped caring midway through and I was like a little when I saw this. And I'm like, this is just this is a movie. It's not the worst, but it's nowhere near the best and it's it's just it's not good to me it's not good okay now let's get into something that's a little bit newer <laughs> a little bit newer y'all a little bit newer let's go did we do that already did we do a newer movie i don't recall i don't think so anyway well radio rebels like in the middle somewhere let's talk about another really not so great disney film um crap it, oh my god it just went away <laughs> It was in my brain. You know what? I'll get to this one then. Let's talk about Frenemies. 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 Frenemies starring Bella Thorne and Miss Zendaya. I love that movie. No, I don't. I'm lying. I'm lying. I love Zendaya is what I meant to say. That movie. That movie's a movie. First of all, that movie. Yeah, like I said, that movie's a movie. So the movie Frenemies is about three stories that kind of like take place together in one school but they're separate so the first story we have two girls who are trying to i think like compete for some like uh job you know some like some sort of job at like this magazine company or some junk sorry i think it's like a fashion magazine and it's Zendaya and Bella Thorne, who come straight out of Shake It Up. Their characters are very Shake It Up-esque. I think Zendaya's character might be a tad bit nerdier in this film. But honestly, it was like, this was just lazy to me. Because I'm like, okay, they're playing themselves from Shake It Up, basically. Like, you know, uh, C, uh, not CC, uh, C, uh, Bella Thorne's character, who I don't remember her name, it doesn't matter. But her, her character is a lot like CC. Um, the more outgoing one, the more outspoken one. She's more confident, whatever. Whereas Zendaya, I mean, Zendaya's character's not, like, she's not not confident or whatever, but, like, she's more the brainy one. And that's, like, it, again, it was just, like, you guys basically, you could have switched them around at least. You could have given, given Zendaya the part of the more confident, more, like, less brainy, but more into fashion kind of thing, I guess, where Bella Thorne's character could have been the nerdier version. You could have done that. There's even an episode of Shake It Up where they do kind of switch places in that way. So I thought that, like, what the heck? I don't know. Anyway, so there are these two girls, you know, competing for this competition. Um, and they decide that they're not going to be friends anymore because this competition is like pulling them apart. They both want this really badly. I think Zendaya's brother in this movie is randomly the boy from, um, from Big Mama's house. Like I say that because like, I was like, he's been in actual like blockbuster-esque movies, right? Big Mama's house was the big deal. It made a lot of money. And then he was in the sequel as well. I mean, I'm not gonna talk about the sequel, but he was in that as well. So I'm kind of like, why are you just randomly in this film? You're, like, you're her brother, but you have, like, two words to say. It's weird, right? When you see people who are in, like, blockbuster movies that you've seen, and then all of a sudden they're doing, like, these, like, bit parts and things, and you're just like, what the heck? Like, how did you get here? What, what happened to you? I don't understand. Anyway, the second story stars the guy from Good Luck, Simon. I think that's... Is it called Good Luck, Simon? No, I think it's called Love, Silent. It's Love, Simon. Either way, I didn't watch it. Whatever. That... Ugh, no. Um... 
sorry, but no. If that came out in the 90s, I would have lived for it. But the fact that, like, I just feel like we're, again, I already had this discussion about the gay community how and I, how I feel like we're still at square one, telling the same stories that are recycled over and over again, girl, with the same looking people. Done with that. Anyway, so he's playing this character of this boy who falls for this girl. I think her name is Stephanie Scott. He's kind of into her, like, from uh, Ant Farm. He's kind of into her, whatever the case, and she's kind of a weach. Anyway, he's doing this, like, assignment or whatever, this homework assignment, and his best friend in this movie is his dog. Everybody has a best friend in this story. His best friend is his dog. Well, his dog, I think, eats his homework or something, and, like, he just starts hating on the dog, and her character's not really into dogs, so it creates this tension between him and his dog. It's weird. It's weird, but it, that's what happens. The third story, by this time in the movie, I was checking out, but the third story is about two girls who happen to look just alike. Like they're, I don't think they're related. I think they just look alike and I think they switch places. It's it's very like parent trap, but I'm like, that could have been a movie in its own. And technically, I think all three of these situations have been decoms on their own. Like we've seen like, uh, what is it? Like Good Dog or whatever, like the, the dog movies, Hounded, all that stuff. We've seen movies about, you know, a boy and a dog or whatever, and disaster. So we've seen that. I'm pretty sure we've seen a movie about two girls, you know, not being friends anymore, some junk. We've seen that sort of. And then we've seen the Switching Places Parent Trap thing. Disney's known for Parent Trap movies. So it was weird to see like three things we've basically already seen thrown into one like, you know, mismatched movie or whatever, how you say that, that phrase, like, you know, just mixed up movie. It was really weird. And I don't know, like I that whole thing. Anyway, by the end of the movie, everything connects. The boy who had like the his paper eaten by the dog ends up falling for one of the two twin girls or the two lookalikes, whatever. Stephanie Scott's character gets kicked to the curb, and then Bella and Zendaya become like friends again, and they start writing stories about what's going on in the high school, including the boy and the dog story and the, and the twin girl story, whatever. So it all kind of randomly ties in by the end of the movie, but you're just kind of like, what did I just watch? That you don't even really care at this point. It just it, it trash. Um, cute but trash. Um, let's get into another one. Girl versus monster. Girl, okay, you guys, can somebody tell me what that story was about? Can somebody tell me what that movie was about? Because I couldn't finish it. I could not finish it. It wasn't meant to be like some sort of Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie starring Olivia Holt because I didn't get that vibe. And I, like, honestly, no, no, that movie was all over the place. It was just bad. It was bad. So Girl vs. Monster, I guess, is about a girl who's got, like, these powers. She's she's brave. She's brave. And, like, all this, like, crazy crap goes on around her. I think her parents know about her, her powers and the monsters are going on in town or whatever. But she's... It basically, it's about this brave girl who ain't afraid of nothing and everybody else around her is, like, tripping. And she's just like, nah, I got it. I'm cool. Like, that's... I just stopped watching. I stopped caring. Like early on and it's sad because I like Olivia Holt I have nothing against her and I actually really like uh Luke Benward I think is in this movie and I think he's fine but he he is in this movie I believe too I think he's like the 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 main guy she's attracted to but there was so much going on in this movie like randomly that I just was like I'm not watching this I'm not gonna finish it it's just gonna go unwatched so yeah if any of y'all like that movie I don't know what to tell you like I might sit through it one day but when she jumped up on that thing and saved the banner and like had this like, you know, it's what I do kind of attitude, I was through. I was over it. Her extensions bugged me. <laughs> Y'all know how I feel about hair. I love me some hair, girl. I just do. But her hair bugged me in that movie. I was like, Y'all are lazy. You're lazy. Listen, if 
if the top don't match the bottom or it doesn't move as one, why don't you curl it? Like, it's crazy because sometimes Disney and like, you know, Nickelodeon, sometimes they know like the, the stylist knows how to work with hair, especially with hair that has extensions in it. Sometimes they know how to work with hair. Other times it, it don't work. And it just, it looks like the hair, like the top and the bottom are fighting and they're not getting along. And I don't like when I see that. So that her hair was just, it was bothering me, It but it was bothering me. <laughs> like, I, I just couldn't, it was, it was all that mixed into one. She was like, she was just, I don't know, like. I love seeing people very confident in themselves, but that was just like, her character was annoying. She was so annoying, like nothing, like everybody else was tripping and they had like reasons to trip. And she was just like, nah, nothing scares me, I'm good. I'm just like, you know what, fine. You're not relatable to me, get out, like, <laughs> bye. So yeah, I don't know what's going on with that movie, but it is what it is, bye. Um, next, what are we gonna get into? Oh, there's so many other ones. I wanna talk about Team Beach. I'm gonna do it and then I'm gonna move on. Okay, so Team, yeah, no, Team Beach is, nah, it, it ain't for me. I, I haven't even bothered with the sequel because the first one is just a no-go. I did not like the first movie. I was like, what is this? Like, are y'all trying to be Grease? Like, I get it, it was over the top cheesy, it was supposed to be, but again, this is, and, and mind you, I know this is a film that's after my time. Like, technically this is not, this is not a movie even for me, like at all. Like, it's just not, like I didn't watch that show Austin and Alley for what, like, no. Like I said, I stuck around for like Shake It Up and I think I watched some of Ant Farm because they were cute shows and they were funny. Like I, because I come from the world of dance, I love dancing, I love Shake It Up because of that. But like, and Austin and Alley was coming on around that same time as Shake It Up, like around the same time. But I could, I was like, no, I'm in it for, for this. I love the dancing. I love all of that. Um, some of the songs were even cute. Like I know like TTYLXOX like blew up somehow. Um, even though I like something to dance for more. That's just me personally. I like the words of that song. Um, but yeah, I mean, Shake It Up was one of the last shows that I watched on Disney Channel. It was cute. And so Austin and Alley was coming on around the same time as that. But I just, I, like, I couldn't, and I did, like, I think one or two songs from R5, like, that was, they had, like, a few good songs, I guess, but I don't know, like, something about this movie, Teen Beach, was just, like, beyond extra, and mind you, I don't like Grease, I'm sorry, I don't know who needs to know this, but I don't like Grease, I, I don't like musicals like that, I know it's, I'm very, I'm a very complex person, I make no sense, I mean, do, do any of us really, no, we don't, um, there are certain musicals I like, but for the most part, I'm not a big musical person, I know it's weird. I'm very whimsical in my actual life. Like I sing a lot, even though it's bad, I sing a lot, but I don't like a lot of musicals. I just don't, especially over the top cheesy ones. And that's exactly what Teen Beach was marketed to, it was what it was supposed to be. And it did that, it did its job. I just, it, I wasn't into it. Ultimately, I just was not into it. So like, I mean, it was a no for me, dog. I couldn't get through the whole movie because I just stopped hearing. Like, the 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 kids that come out of the 50s was just, they were just too much for me it was like watching an hour and 30 minute long um version of the s club 7 video um s party ain't no pilot like an s club where they get where they get like transported to the 50s and they're like we're gonna beat you daddy-o it was basically that but like an hour and 30 minutes of that and i was not here for that that video as much as i love that video it cringe like the first couple minutes i can't watch i get cringe no but but hard cringe so this movie felt the same way i couldn't do it um before we wrap this up for now let's talk about this is hard you know what no it's not i know what i'm gonna talk about let's talk about the mother of all disappointments 
Is that? Can I say that? Yeah, I'm going to say that. The mother of all disappointments on Disney Channel. Are you ready? Are you ready? Five, four, three, two, one. Halloween Town, Return to Halloween Town. Return to Halloween Town, Halloween Town 4 is the biggest problem Disney Channel has ever given me personally. If y'all feel personally attacked by other Disney films, maybe some of the ones I've already mentioned, I understand. I'm here for you. I, I know we can talk. We, we can kick it. We can talk. But Halloween Town 4 is not to be, no. Halloween Town 4 is trash. Halloween Town 4 is is deceptive. It is evil. It is it is it is nasty. It is filthy. Disgusting. I you guys, Halloween Town 4 is trash. Trash. It is it is no, it is it is trash. And for many reasons, okay? For many reasons. The biggest reason we got to talk about it is cuz Kimberly J Brown, Kimberly J Brown Disney queen, not the queen of Disney, but a Disney, she is a Disney queen. She, no, but she is Disney queen. The star of Quince, Halloween Town 1, 2, and 3. Tell me why she didn't come back for this. Tell me why Disney did not have her come back for this. Because it wasn't that she didn't want to be in it. No, that's T. She wanted to be in it. She wanted to play, to play the part of Marnie again. They told her no. Now we've been through this. I think I have a whole podcast episode on this particular subject, so I'm not going to go too deep into it. But you guys, let me tell you that I went back because one of my foolish ass friends, okay, I'm about, he's a heathen. I'm about to get rid of him. One of my foolish ass friends came to me and was like, I heard your little thing. I saw your little video on your little Facebook channel, whatever the case, about Halloween Town 4, and you're wrong. You need to go back and watch it again because it was good. And I was like, you know what? You know what? Before I knock your lights out, I'm going to go ahead and watch this. Maybe you have a point. And not just at the end of a fork. Maybe you have a point. So I watched it. I watched it. I watched the whole thing. Which, as we talked before, I don't really do that with movies. I'm just not checking for it. You guys, I watched the whole thing. And somehow, somehow, after this viewing... I hated it more. And it had nothing to do with him and his foolery. It had nothing to do with him. Nothing to do with him. It was just the fact that that's how bad the movie was. There were things I had forgotten even happened in this movie that I was like, wait a minute. I didn't even... What? This is stupid. You guys... This movie is trash. This movie is trash. This movie is trash. The only thing this movie... And I've said this before. The only thing that was good that came out of this movie was the fact that Sarah Paxton can rock dark hair. That's it. I like her better with dark hair than the blonde. The blonde don't do nothing for her. I like her better with dark hair. That is the only thing. And her looking like Alexis Bedell. She looks just like Alexis Bedell, but she has like less chin. She has like less of a face because, you know, and not, that's not shaming. I don't mean to shame her, but what I mean is like Sarah Paxton has a very small face, very, very small face. Um, but she looks like Alexis Bedell to me. I don't know if y'all see that. Do y'all know who Alexis Bedell is? If you don't, I'll tell you. She is uh, Rory from Gilmore Girls. That's who she is. I think she's in the Sisterhood of the, tra- the Traveling Pants as well. But she looks like Alexis Bedell in that movie. That was the only thing that came out of that movie to me. That was like, Sarah Paxton can rock like, you know, darker hair. Go ahead, Sarah Paxton. I like this on you. It's cute. That's really it. There's nothing else about that movie that was fly. Nothing else. That movie was trash. That movie hurt my feelings. 
It really did. Like, I know it hurt Kimberly J. Brown, but it hurt me even more. It hurt me. And I'm not mad at Sarah Paxton, like, at all. I think I've talked about this before, but it's not Sarah Paxton's fault. It's not. Because that movie should have never been made. If, if Kimberly if Kimberly J. Brown could not come back as Marnie, whether she come back as, like, a professor, whether she come back as, like, somebody's mother, what, like, however she would come back, you know, it's not, it shouldn't have been done. Is what I'm saying. If Kimberly J. Brown could not reprise her role as Marnie, there was no need for that movie to be made. Unless you skipped the whole generation, right? And you made it about her child, or you made it about Sophie or Dylan, which I mean, no one, no one's going to watch the movie based off Dylan. So it would have been Sophie because Sophie has powers too. Like that is the only way that that movie would have worked is if you made Sarah Paxton come in and play the part of Sophie and not Marnie. There was no need because we love Marnie, right? Sophie, we've seen much less of, especially in Halloween Town 3, where she just became like irrelevant to the story. <clears throat> I'm not saying I don't think she's irrelevant. I don't think that at all. But I'm saying that the story and the writers must have felt like that she was irrelevant because she was not even in the movie that much. Like, 95% of the movie, she's not even in, which I thought was whack. I was like, a lot of the home shots you guys could have used for her, right? Like, you could have shown her working on her magic. You could have done all those kind of things. You didn't do that enough with Sophie. Sophie got the shitty end of the stick. I'm sorry, I don't mean to curse because I know there might be some kids listening to this. I hope there's not. I really hope there's not. But um, Or younger viewers. There we go. But yeah, Sophie got the crappy end of the stick in the third movie because in the first movie, she was very important to the story. In the second movie, she was important to the story as well. But by the third movie, she just became so unimportant to the story. And I hated saying that. I hate saying that about Sophie because I love Sophie. But it's true. They focus way more on the relationship between Marnie and Dylan in the third movie. And then obviously she has a love interest. And then she has all these kids. And Lucas Gabriel's character, they had to focus on him and the villain of the dad. There were just a lot of characters they had to focus on. But they didn't have the principal as well. They didn't have time for Sophie in the third movie. Like even, I mean, the mom, the mom has a, a... a decent part in the third film for sure. Sophie's the one that got crapped on in the third movie and that's just unfair. And then the fourth movie, she's not even in it because at that, I think at that point, the actress who played Sophie quit acting. She actually retired from acting, which is sad to hear. It's always sad when like, you know, the ones that you like quit. Like for example, I think her name was Cara. Cara does something from So Weird, the, the main girl, Fiona. She, I think she quit acting as well. Um, where I know she, she loves So Weird early on, but she quit, I think, uh, like in 2012, she just stopped acting. I was like, oh, that's unfortunate because I think she has a great voice for like cartoon work. She could, be, she has a, a great voice for like a voiceover work actress. But yeah, anyway, Halloween Town 3 for Halloween Town 4 is bad. And like, mind you, some people were saying, well, you know, of course 4 was going to be bad because the movies were going downhill anyway. I disagree. Halloween Town 1 is the best. Halloween Town 2 is really good as well. It's a, gr- it's a really good sequel. It's a very good sequel. Halloween Town 3 isn't terrible. To me, I, 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 it's cute. It's definitely grown on me. When I first saw it, it was it was okay. It wasn't great. It was okay. Over the years, I actually have a special place in my heart for that movie. And the reason why, the name Finn Whitrock, Mr. Beautiful. This man, who, by the way, I think is playing Green Lantern on a brand new Stars TV show, which I'm highly upset about. I'm glad that you're playing a DC character, but I told you, Finn, and I told WB as well, Warner Brothers as well. I've told DC Comics. I've in the comment sections of little things. I told y'all he needs to play Jason Todd. I understand y'all think he's a little bit older now. Whatever the case, I don't give a damn. I don't care what you think. I don't. I'm not. If I paid you to think, you'd still be broke. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. You can do a standalone Jason Todd movie. I don't give a. I don't care. 
I don't care. He can. I'm not talking about Robin Jason Todd. Nah, I forget that he's too old for that, obviously. But like Red Hood Jason Todd in his like late 20s, mid 30s, whatever the case, Jason Todd, like doing his own thing in Gotham. It needs to be that man. Finn Whitrock is too beautiful to be wasted. He is too beautiful to be wasted. He looks like a Dick Grayson. Well, not Dick Grayson, but he looks like a Dick Grayson prototype if I've ever seen one. Because all the Robins look alike, right? Tim, Dick, Damien, and Jason all have the dark hair, the bluish eyes. That's what they all look like. Batman has a type. Batman has a type. Let's talk about it. Batman has a type. Um, I know that Damien's his own flesh, but I'm not talking about like, you know, like that kind of type. I mean, like he has like a type that he, he looks to mentor, which is kind of conceited when you think about it. Cause that's kind of what he looked like. Right. Like he has the same, the same description, dark hair, blue eyes. So he, he sees himself like literally in these other boys. And that's why he chooses who, how he chooses. Like it's, it's weird, but all the boys in Batman have like dark hair and blue eyes it's it's it like prince eric if prince eric had lost his parents and lived in gotham prince eric would be like one of batman's protégés period he would be period but anyways so yeah finn finn whitrock was the reason why i loved halloween town three he was and the relationship marnie's character had to his character i thought was really cute um i even like aggie got some she got the the principal and it was, uh, you know, they were down with the swirl, both of them swirling together. I was like, hey, look, this black and white love. Yes, we love it. We love it. We're here for it. We love it. I wanted more from the other students, like the Halloween Town students, like in their Halloween Town form. I think that's what that movie was missing was a little more Halloween Town, in my opinion. Right? Because we don't, I don't think we even go to Halloween Town, like in that world, in that movie. I don't think so. I think that's all like the human world. Because the first movie you go through, our world and their world the second movie i think takes place mostly in halloween town so i felt like the third movie that's why they they, they made it take more place here and then the fourth place or the fourth place for it the fourth movie takes place pretty much pretty much entirely in halloween town again but the problem with the fourth movie was that it was made without marnie and also without debbie uh debbie reynolds character she did not come back either i think she has a brief cameo in the film and they cast a a, a, a very debbie reynolds like actress to play um whatever her name was in that movie which was cute I guess it was it was kind of cute to have like a Debbie Reynolds adjacent actress but still it just didn't work out for me I was like this is this is dumb like why like and the freaking what were they the the sinister sisters dude they bothered me they were I hated their characters I hated it and also like y'all why did all three of those, 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 why did all three of those girls have to be bad guys? All three of them, all three, you couldn't have one of them be mean and the other two girls like not like, because again, like, look, representation means a lot. It, it truly does. And let's be real. There's not enough Asian like representation in many Disney movies. So the fact that all three of their, those girls and their father were bad guys was problematic. Like I suppose the genie girl could have, could possibly be Asian as well um but it's still a problem to me I'm like Halloween Town don't really do Asian representation like that it, they, it just doesn't let's talk about it it just doesn't and this is like the this is like I think the first or second film that I've seen like a prominent Asian character in the Halloween Town series and the whole family is bad there's not one of the four of them could that could have been like a decent character they all had to be bad guys sure go off and also Dylan dude Dylan was trash in that movie Dylan was like sometimes I like Dylan 
by the end of the first Halloween Town, I liked him. Halloween Town 2, he was cute. I liked his character. Halloween Town 3, he was cute. Again, whatever. Halloween Town 4, Dylan was a freaking lab dog. Dylan was a sap. I could not stand Dylan Halloween Town 4. And I didn't feel bad for him either. And also, there was like the brotherhood, sisterhood of like, you know, Sarah Paxton and him. Because she wasn't in the previous three films, she's not going to feel as connected, right? Like, Kimberly J. Brown and him, you can tell they have their own like little goofy relationship, especially in Halloween Town 3. You could definitely feel that from them. So, getting rid of her because she might have looked too old or she aged out. Aren't they like this? They're almost the same age. So like, what? I don't know. I don't know. Also, um, Lucas Gabriel is the same age as Kimberly J. Brown. So if she aged out, wouldn't he have aged out too? Like I just, hello, whatever. I don't know. That just, that, that movie made no sense to me that, that it was just dumb. Like it was, it was really stupid. Anyways, that's the end of this one. I'm wrapping this up. There are more that we will talk about later. I'm going to be getting some other ones. I'm obviously not going to tell you what they are now, but I'm also going to get into some good ones too. I really want to talk about Alley Cat Strike. I want to talk about the Xenon movies, some of them anyway. And I want to talk about so many more things. Oh my, oh, my stepsister from Planet Weird. We're going to talk we're gonna I love that movie we're gonna talk about it we're gonna talk about how it does not get the credit that it deserves because it does it deserves credit. okay so before we end this actually really quick because I'll probably forget back so Buffy the Vampire Slayer in its seventh season had a whole bunch of Disney girls come on right that they killed off left and right I was mortified one of the girls was um I forgot her real life name, Courtney Draper from New Jersey, who's also in 13th Year, and my stepsister from Planet Weird. She plays the character of Megan, right? So the night the episode with like the episodes with her like premiered, guess who had a commercial out that same night for like some weird thing? I don't know what it was for, but it was the same, like the same time. Homegirl who played Ariel. Ariel, who was in the movie My Stepsister from Planet Weird. Like I'd never seen this commercial before ever. It was a newer commercial, but she had a commercial airing on the same night on the same channel during the time slot of the Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode. So both girls like made this kind of like resurgence in that in that that same night. I was tripping. I was like, what? How like what are the odds that both of these chicks are in something like recent? like you know something happening like right now that's crazy so that was kind of cool to see both of them doing something i love that movie we're going to talk about it later but for now that's the end of this um i'll see you guys next time have a great rest of your night and remember there are bad decoms out there and you might like a bad one that's okay for you but yeah you're 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 being judged (laughs) i'm judging you if you like these movies because they bad because they bad bad and like i said we have a lot more to get to but we'll get to those later i'll see you guys next time have a great rest of your night day evening afternoon whenever you're listening to this and yeah feel free to sub to the channel and i appreciate all that you guys do you can also find me under yin sits funkos on youtube where i unbox funko pops you don't see my face or anything but i unbox funko pops and i have a good time so i'll see you guys later have a great day Thank you.